time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in overtime. Another two points banked for the Vegas Golden Knights. 82 now on the year and depending on what happens, with the Dallas Stars and Seattle Kraken, might find themselves in a playoff spot by the end of the night. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, this one was an interesting game in that the Golden Knights had a, a phenomenal first period uh, and then just kind of were trying to hold on. It, it, it looked to win this game 2 to nothing or 2-1, to one, uh, and then you, you get a couple of bounces that go against you in the third period. I was impressed that the Golden Knights were able to regroup there in overtime. And I was impressed with the Vancouver pushback. You know, yeah. Bruce Boudreau took over December 5th after Travis Green was let go. And, of course, Jim Rutherford was hired at the same time as well. And you know, Patrick Alvin has since been added as the general manager after Rutherford was the interim GM. But um, Rutherford, the president of hockey operations here, the Hall of Famer, now 73 years old. And uh, there's been some talk about whether Boudreau might be the coach going forward. He, uh, he could be, but uh, he might not be. And it's pushbacks like this and over the course of the season where you, you tend to think that Boudreau ought to get a chance to continue with this group. He's 67 years old now, yeah. uh, well do documented in his career. But I was impressed. I, I wonder what uh, the next couple of games are going to look like between these clubs. It was uh, it's you know, the way that the Canucks have played under Boudreau. I mean, they would be in the playoff mix if they were playing at the same clip. Uh, it's just the bad start under Travis Green that has them very much on the outside looking in. But they were they were uh, able to get back in the game. They made in-game adjustments that made this one a harder game for the Knights. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And Darren Elliott kind of broke it down there in the third period, finding a little bit more of that soft ice up high in the zone. It really stretched the Golden Knights out. And you would imagine that uh, come Wednesday, the Golden Knights will have somewhat of an answer to that. You would think uh, that the it's a sort of a chess match. What Boudreaux's coaching staff versus what DeBoer's coaching staff will have in mind. And you also wonder about the personnel who's available, the Knights heading back home, who will uh, perhaps be eligible to play in that contest. And the Canucks getting a couple of guys back here for this one today. But you saw JT Miller and why he has now 29 goals this year. He was impressive. And, uh, yeah, the, those, those sorts of things, like a playoff series, when you see a team three times in, just over a week now that, that sort of stuff is bound to happen from game to game and even period to period now for the golden knights uh, important obviously getting robin leonard back into the fold getting robin a win in his return he's been really good off of extended uh, period the time where he hasn't played coming back getting a win but uh, what did you make of robin's return after uh, a 12 game absence a couple of moments that could have been glaring had they not won the game the wraparound attempt from Pod Colson. Uh, yeah. Robin, uh, you know, had given up a couple of goals in that form. McNabb prevented that one from Pod Colson from coming around the post and going in. Leonard would not have gotten there had Pod Colson wrapped it around cleanly. And then um, the weird one off the draw, Martinez tips it. But as Darren pointed out, when you see the replay, you wonder why wasn't he simply ready for that regardless of the tip. If he was just square to it, you know, he would have been in a better position, and he simply wasn't. So a couple of little things like that. But then at the same time, he comes out for some big saves that, yeah. you know, most goalies can't make. He uses his size. He gets big and takes away any opening. So uh, you take the good with the bad here. He hasn't played a game in 26 days, and you hope that uh, he got out of this one healthy and feels good so that he can go back at it the next time out. 
And I, I think that last part there, Dan, is the big one, getting out of the game healthy and, and what that means for the Golden Knights moving forward is we know Logan Thompson's been fantastic. He was great in Seattle. Uh, Robin Leonard getting into the fold. I, I wonder what if both guys are healthy, mainly Robin Leonard, what that split down the stretch is going to look like for Vegas. Because they don't have a terribly tight schedule here. You know, they play not until Wednesday. Then they don't play again until Saturday. Then they don't play again until Tuesday. Uh, that, that's not a very tight schedule. And then when they go on the road, it's Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. That's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. In other words, they don't have back-to-backs uh, for a little while here. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a matter of if Robin Leonard is playing well and they're winning and he's healthy, they're going to keep going with him. If he falters or if there's any sort of health setback, you've got to have the trust in Logan Thompson. He's earned that without a doubt. But uh, it seems to me that if, um, if Leonard is healthy and can play, he's going to be the guy. You know, and then one of the things, Dan, and this is more philosophical to you than anything else. When you're, when you're in this playoff race, when you're, you're, you're in it as a player, when you're in it kind of around this, we understand that you're going to be looking at the, the standings. We understand that, that you're going to be very much aware as a player of what's going on with the teams that you're chasing down. For the Golden Knights, I think the, the biggest thing here is, is trying to put aside the teams in front of them that just continue to win and, and continue to move that needle in the right direction. Now five consecutive wins. Do you think there's any change in, in mindset for the Golden Knights if, if you're, you're not able to make up as much ground as you'd like to with this five-game win streak? Yeah, it's an interesting element in that the Knights are not simply chasing one team. Yeah. Not like the old days where there was no wild card and it was just divisional opponents that you were chasing. You know, the Knights, you know, are sort of competing with, you know, the Kings and the Oilers in the division, but also the Stars, the Predators, and the Blues for the wild card. So you don't know which of those teams might slip or which one might go on a hot streak and be totally ahead of the field. Yeah. So it's hard to you know, really sees in on one. I wonder if that affects it a little bit differently. And it's probably easier to then just say, hey, we're not worried about those things. Of course, you're going to watch. You know, they're, they're human. They're, they want to know what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, play the games they need to play. And uh, they need to keep winning. It's as simple as that. If they keep on winning, they've got a, a pretty good chance of getting in. But if they stumble, um, you know, if they lose a couple of games in a row, and then that's going to make it quite murky. But if they keep winning, things will things will probably work out. All right, Dan, not the cleanest game in the world tonight, but your impressions, final thoughts on a successful three-game road trip. Well, Shea Theodore breaking out is really big. He had some terrific moments, obviously the winner today, scoring in three straight, three straight game winning goals. But there were also a couple of moments where, you know, you wonder if, uh, you know, Shea was as sharp as you'd like him to be. And that is... Uh, it's fantastic that he can recover from those moments and then be such a hero. And then also to recognize that Martinez and McNabb, though they have come back and made a big impression, you know, McNabb takes that penalty that leads to the weird goal that was scored by uh, Alec Martinez into his own goal. Right? Yeah. So yeah. They're not infallible, these guys, I guess is the point. But you get the idea. On the whole, the players I just mentioned, Theodore, Martinez, and McNabb, have, have such a huge positive impact on this team, even if there are some little minor gaps here and there. All right. Well, great stuff as always, Dan. I have a safe flight back, and we will chat with you on Wednesday. Sounds good. Thank you, Ryan.
That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-2 overtime victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now five wins in a row, 3-0 on this quick three-game road trip, and back in action Wednesday at home against the same Vancouver Canucks. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in overtime. Shea Theodore playing the role of the hero in this one, getting that overtime game-winning goal. His third straight game with a goal. You know, Shea Theodore, It's it's been a nice trip, obviously, for him going to Seattle where he played junior hockey, getting a couple of goals against the Seattle Kraken, and then obviously following it up here with a, a ga- an overtime game winner uh, against Vancouver. And it's three more wins for the Vegas Golden Knights on this three-game road trip, now five in a row as they return home on Wednesday against the Vancouver Canucks. And for the Golden Knights, it's about banking points. We've been talking about it over the last two weeks or so, and it's going to continue to be something that we highlight here on the AAA Insurance postgame show. We're going to take a look right now at the standings, where the Golden Knights are in relation to the teams that they are chasing ahead of them. Right now, as it stands, now Dallas is taking on the Seattle Kraken, currently down one nothing in that game. But the Dallas Stars sit just outside now the playoff cut line with 81 points. And again, four games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights with 82 points. Vegas tied with Nashville, though Nashville has three games in hand they reside in that first wild card spot. Then you look at the Pacific Division. The Golden Knights right now 82 points, just one behind the Edmonton Oilers who are up big on the Anaheim Ducks 4-0 there. So it doesn't look like the Golden Knights are going to get the benefit of uh, a loss for the Edmonton Oilers, so it'll likely still be a three-point deficit behind Edmonton, and they're down four points right now in the same number of games played as the LA Kings. So That's kind of an idea of where the Golden Knights stack up right now in terms of points and who they're chasing down. Not getting any help from the Edmonton Oilers who continue to win. They're not really getting any help from the LA Kings who are continuing to win. And we've argued, or I've argued, that the path through the Pacific Division is the one that makes the most sense, seems to be the most logical for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, tying with the National Predators, that's not nothing even though the Predators have games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. Nashville and Dallas, they're going to have an incredibly condensed schedule down the stretch. They're just going to have to because they're trying to fit all of those games in hand in this month. Could you conceivably see a situation where Nashville or Dallas struggle down the stretch? Yeah, absolutely. Any of the teams that have three, two to three, three to four games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights might struggle down the stretch with the workload and the number of games that you're trying to squeeze in here in the last month of the season. So as Dan mentioned, it's all about continuing to put wins on the board. It's all about continuing to compile points if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. That's the only way you give yourself any type of chance. Uh, Even though you don't control your own destiny, there's still a path there for the Golden Knights. There are multiple paths really for the Vegas Golden Knights 
but all of it's predicated on them continuing to win hockey games. And this one was an interesting one for me in that I thought the Golden Knights' energy, desperation, what you'd expect out of a team that's, that's playing for their playoff lives, you got all of that in the first period except for the power play. Except for the power play. And, and I talked about it going into the first intermission. And it was the biggest issue that I had in the Golden Knights game coming out of that first period. You were up 2 to nothing on a Vancouver Canucks team that literally has to win out. They, they have to win or at least get points out of nearly every single game that they have left remaining. And yet, your power play doesn't put you in a position to go up 3 nothing, 4 nothing when you had a double minor to end the period. That, to me, was really the turning point in the game because if this is a 3 nothing, 4 nothing, 5 nothing game, it's a very different story. Let's head to Vancouver and hear from Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media. Uh, you know what? Just uh, stick with it. I mean, we're in a good spot on the road. We knew, we knew this was not going to be an easy game. Um, and, uh, you know, despite the, the, how we got to that situation, and, you know, we were in a 2-2 game in the third on the road at the end of a road trip. So, you know, it was a good spot for us to be in and just had to try and take advantage of that. How, how far can wins like that go at this point in the season when you need the mental toughness? <clears throat> yeah. Well, they're critical. I mean, you know, we we need every win we can get, and uh, you know, guys are rallying. They're digging deep. We, we've got a short lineup, uh, you know, almost every night here. Uh, we're asking for different contributions from all kinds of different people, and you know, guys are stepping up and giving them that, giving us that. I thought Lenny did a great job tonight coming in after being out for a month. Uh, gave us a real good game. The team seems to have a lot of jump in the first period. Yeah. Would you attribute that to giving the team off two days in between three games? Well, I think for sure we took the day off uh, yesterday and didn't skate. You know, that helped. But, uh, you know, you, you saw fatigue come in in the third period. That's the end of a, a, a three-game road trip and travel. So, you know, I think that's where it started to creep in. But I loved our start. You know, I thought, you know, we could have been up two or three nothing. That might have been your first best period in a while, right? Well, you know, we actually, I, I think we've had some pretty good first periods, but we haven't scored first. So, you know, I think it was critical tonight that we got the first goal. It seemed like in the third, when they kind of had you on your heels, it seemed like every time uh, Carlson and Marshall so got on the ice, they were able to kind of flip things and yeah. talk about their effort. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know what? Th those guys have been there all year for us. Um, you know, Mar Marshy... Uh, you know, has been our offensive leader almost almost all season, and you know makes a great play on the other one in there, and overtime scores a goal for us. So, uh, you know, he, he's he's showing up every night for us with obviously some critical offensive players uh, sitting on the sidelines right now. And not just the offensive to set Theodore up, but also the defensive yeah. play to steal that play right. Before. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, it was a puck battle, right? You know, if if we lose that puck battle, uh, you know, maybe the game's over the other way. So he's a he's a gritty competitive uh, guy that uh, you know has done a great job for us. You mentioned Robin. What does it do for the team to have him back? I mean, a couple of <coughs> breakaways say yeah. moments. Yeah, he looked really sharp. Well, we, you know, again, we're, you know, we're we're using the depth of our organization at almost every position, but particularly in net. And uh, Logan Thompson's come in and done a great job, but. You know, we, we need we needed Robin back, and uh, you know it's been a long time, and it was nice to see him come with an effort like that. Now that you're in a position where you're trying to play yourself in, yeah. How much does it help you have a bunch of guys who all they've done is win? Yeah. Well, it helps. You know, there's no panic. Um, you know, we know the situation we're in. We we know uh, we control our destiny. We've just got to win games. And, 
guys are doing that. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game. A couple of interesting comments in there, obviously complimentary of Jonathan Marchessault, the plays that he was able to make uh, in this game, continues to make all season long, and really since that Buffalo game where he takes the penalty late in the third period, Jonathan Marchessault has been a dialed-in, locked-in player on both sides of the puck offensively and defensively. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. We won't belabor the point. We know the Golden Knights are banged up offensively up front, uh, still without Mark Stone, Riley Smith, Max Pacioretty. Will they return to health? We'll find out when they come back on Wednesday to play Vancouver at T-Mobile Arena. We're back with the highlights next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in overtime. Shane Theodore, the overtime hero, 39-28-4, 82 points on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights to take on the Vancouver Canucks at home at T-Mobile Arena Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. We talked about how important, as always, a quick start is for the Vegas Golden Knights, and they could not have started the game any better. They're all over the Vancouver Canucks early and were rewarded with Alex Petrangelo's 13th goal of the year. Vegas wins a left circle draw. Petrangelo scores! He snuck it inside the right post. Wow! Threading the needle, Petrangelo got the puck from Jack Eichel, went wide of the right dot and found just enough of an opening. And Vegas takes the lead, one zip, Petrangelo's 13th goal of the season. Alex Petrangelo from Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson opens the scoring 6.51 of the first period to make it one to nothing Vegas. The Canucks, after that goal, would push back, but Jonathan Marcheseau would add to Vegas' lead with a laser that he would put past Thatcher Demko. Marcheseau gobbles it up, comes down the middle, he pulls and shoots, he scores! Jonathan Marcheseau, 28th goal of the season. A new Golden Knights tie for Jonathan. Vegas leads 2-0. 28th goal of the year for Jonathan Marcheseau, unassisted at 12.31 of the first period. Made it 2-0 Vegas. We wondered what Robin Leonard would be able to do in this game coming back from an injury. He's been really good in those situations this year and early on dialed in, making a big-time save in the first. Vegas leads 2-0. Penalty clock will take us down to the end of the period. First here's Horvat, shorthanded, kick save! Leonard down with the right pad. So the Golden Knights up 2-0 into the second period and Frankly, not much happened in that second period. The Golden Knights were perfectly fine in kind of keeping everything to the outside. Yeah, the Vancouver Canucks had the territorial advantage in shots, but not in dangerous scoring chances. I thought from a defending standpoint, the Golden Knights did a really good job of keeping everything to the outside, not conceding the middle ice to the Vancouver Canucks. So... You like that if you're the Vegas Golden Knights. You like the idea of trying to hold on defensively. You've got your number one goaltender in there. You've got your veteran defenseman back in the lineup. So you go to the third period, the Vegas Golden Knights up 2 to nothing, and the Vancouver Canucks were shot out of a cannon. They opened up the third period, pushing the pace on the forecheck, and JT Miller took advantage of a Braden McNabb turnover to get the Canucks on the board. 
Here's Ekman Larson on the left, shooting, knocked down in front. Another block shot from McNabb. Another try, score, Miller. Vancouver on the board within one. Leonard makes the initial save, but JT Miller right between the circles fires it home. And just like that, it's a one goal game. JT Miller's 29th of the year from Oliver Ekman Larson at 142 of the third period made it 2-1 Vegas. Eight minutes later, the Golden Knights were tasked with killing consecutive penalties. Unfortunately, on a clean faceoff win, Alec Martinez deflected a puck past Robin Leonard. Bo Horvat would be credited with the Vegas own goal. Puck goes on goal and in, right from the draw. Martinez reached for the loose puck and he tipped it by Leonard. It's a tie game. So tie game, 2-2, two two, Bo Horvat given the own goal, 27th of the year at 9.42 of the third period to make it 2-2. Two two. That was also a power play goal for the Vancouver Canucks, the easiest one Bo Horvat's ever going to score in his career because he never touched the puck. So the Golden Knights, the Vancouver Canucks, they would head to overtime, knotted up at 2, and just off the opening faceoff, Shea Theodore would overskate a puck, Bo Horvat would go in on a breakaway, and Robin Leonard would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Overtime begins, Horvat in alone, kick saved by Leonard! Theodore with a terrible gaffe, led directly to Horvat coming down the middle, and he could not get it by. That save of the game is brought to you by AAA Insurance. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So big time stop there from Robin Leonard and from a shaky start to the overtime period to playing the hero, Shea Theodore would score in his third consecutive game to win it for Vegas. It's a three-on-one. Marcheseau with Carlson and Theodore. Marcheseau to the middle. Theodore scores! Vegas in overtime! Shea Theodore wins it for Vegas. An appropriate hero in Vancouver. The Knights defeat the Canucks 3-2. Three, three goals in three games for Shea Theodore. He wins it for the Knights. They've won five in a row. Shea Theodore, his 11th of the year from Jonathan Marcheseau and William Carlson at 2.05 of overtime. Wins the game 3-2 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Third consecutive game with a goal for Shea Theodore. A big-time road trip for Shea, a big-time road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights. And now it's on to the final 11. 11 more games remain for the Vegas Golden Knights to continue to win and continue to put themselves in the playoff picture. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in overtime. Vegas 39-28-4, 82 points on the year. We'll take on the Vancouver Canucks once again on Wednesday on home ice. But it's big time, two points for Vegas, a perfect 3-0 road trip, 5-0 win, 5-0 uh, in the last five games. That's a five-game win streak for um, those keeping 
keeping score at home. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And for the Golden Knights, it was a great first period. It really was. Everything was working outside of the power play. And I think the power play for me, like you're going to look at the, the McNabb turnover, that's fair. You're going to look at McNabb puck over glass. You're going to look at the gaff on the faceoff by Alec Martinez. All of that's perfectly fair. The Golden Knights aren't in that position if they come through with some power play goals early on in this game. They had a power play just 50 seconds into the game. 50 seconds in wasn't the best-looking power play, and then you get a double minor to end the first period. You have to find the back of the net in those situations, especially at the end of the first period to go up 3 or 4 nothing. And as much as we're going to look at those plays in the third period, as much as we're going to say, well, uh, you don't have that turnover, you don't make that play, it's a different story, whatever the case may be, it was really the Golden Knights' lack of ability to put the puck in the back of the net on the power play in the first period that put them in that position later on in the game. But two points is two points. A win is a win, and the Golden Knights are two points closer to getting to, I would say, 97, 98 points. That's what I think the playoff cut line is going to be. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in overtime. Vegas, for the time being, in a playoff spot, second wild card spot, one point ahead of the Dallas Stars, who are currently down against the Seattle Kraken. It's funny how you, you beat Seattle and you're getting help there, and now Seattle is finding a way to, to have a lead here in the second period, middle second period, over the Dallas Stars. We'll keep a, an eye on that game throughout the extended postgame show. Uh, before I throw the number out there, I, I do want to ask this question because – my take on it is, is maybe different. I'm not sure. Where was the turning point in this game for Vancouver? Not for the Vegas Golden Knights, because the Golden Knights controlled the game early on, first period. It was fine. Where did you feel Vancouver turned the corner or turned this game back in their favor against the Vegas Golden Knights? I'll be curious to hear what the answers are. 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340. That's the number for you to call in right now to discuss a team that has gone 3-0 and on a three-game road trip after going 0-7 in their prior seven road games. It's a big turnaround there, 5-0 and for the Vegas Golden Knights over the last five and giving themselves a chance down the stretch. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Doing good. I'll feel better if the Kraken can hold on and win. That's the game I'm watching right now. 
<laughs> yeah, never well, thought we'd, never we'll thought see. I'd be in this spot, hoping that Vegas would be in, a, you know, running for a playoff spot this late in the season. Does it? Does it at least kind of like add to the the? I don't know, like add to the experience as a fan, just kind of in this hunt, in this race, like you've you've got a lot of meaningful hockey, more so than just a playoff run. I, I feel like that's kind of fun. It, it's fun, it's nerve-wracking, and, and you feel a little helpless, especially when every team surrounding you is holding serve, and they're not, and they're not giving in. Yeah. Um, last week when I called, I thought the Kings were going to drop off and maybe drop a game or two. Yeah. Nope, they won three in a row. The Oilers won three in a row. And now, you know, we're praying that a team like the Ducks or the Kraken or maybe the first place Flames could, could start playing and being teams for us and <laughs> hasn't happened in a week. But I feel optimistic. This was one of the best, one of the better wins that Vegas has had, given that they're playing a very, very desperate opponent in a, in a road environment that they've been pretty mediocre to. They, they, they have decent history in. But Thatcher Demko has had our number for the last two, three years, he, he has really not had a bad game against us, and it was a really big win. And I feel optimistic. So, Yeah, you know, I, I think there's there's reason for optimism for sure. Now, Sal, I, the, the question I have is in this game, the Golden Knights were strong in the first period. It, it was kind of a wash there in the second period, but what did you view as kind of the turning point that allowed Vancouver to get back in the game? You know, I watched the whole game. I, I don't know if there was a single shift or anything that, that got him back in the game. Yeah. I thought a huge moment was when they tied the game on the power play. Yeah. And we were lucky enough to get back to even strength that they didn't give him another minute 59 power play. That's what I was worried about. I thought we could have lost the game right there. Yeah. And I thought that was maybe a turning point for us to to get to, to give us like a sigh of relief. Like, hey, we don't got to kill a power kill. We can just get back and play five-on-five hockey, which is what they're normally the best at. Yeah, you know, great call, Sal. Thank you for that, and, and thank you for that that uh, observation. I, I do think that if there was any more time on that initial penalty to Jonathan Marcheseau, you'd have been tasked with killing another penalty on top of that, obviously. Uh, the fact that the goal went in four seconds after the faceoff, uh, it, it certainly helped the Vegas Golden Knights in that situation. Well put. Great point there, Sal. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, kudos to Sal. He, he called that as a turning point because another two minutes would have absolutely killed us, I'm afraid. And your point is well taken also. Uh, and believe me, this game took three months off of my life, I'm sure of it. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, You're going to have to get used to that down the stretch. Come on. Oh. This is, you know, this is fun in its own way, but this is fun like getting out of the dentist chair after a root canal. Yeah, it, that, that's fun too, but it's so so hard to go through. By heaven! At any rate, uh, who gets credit for that phantom goal? Uh, Bo Horvat did. Okay, yeah. So it's like basketball. Whoever the offense is that was closest to it gets credit. Well, not not even so much closest to it. I mean, I, that's that's usually in hockey. If there's an own goal, it'll be the last player to touch the puck. So if it's a goaltender that touches the puck and you just throw the puck into into your own goal, uh, that'll go to the goaltender or the last person on the ice that touched the puck from the opposition team. In this situation, though, no one touched the puck. 
So they just give it to the, the, the center iceman that was taking the faceoff because, in theory, if there was going to be somebody that touched the puck from Vancouver off of that faceoff, it would have been Bo Horvat. Well, I guess so, yeah. Okay. Well, now the point, and the point is this. In the next three games, we are playing the two worst power play killers, the uh-huh. penalty killers, Yeah. in the West. Absolutely, positively, the rock bottom of penalty killing as far as the West goes. Only Detroit is even close to that bad. Yeah. So, in knowing that, you've got to score. You have to score. And... I expect on Tuesday at practice to see some work on the power play again because it's not happening, and it's not going to happen against Calgary and Edmonton if it isn't going to happen against these guys, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can always have a good day. You can always have a bad day as a penalty-killing unit. I thought tonight Vancouver was pretty engaged penalty-killing. They pressured Vegas, which you know I think is kind of the the MO of, of what teams try to do to the Golden Knights because – they're just not as crisp as they should be. Uh, but I- I'm with you. Like To me, the Golden Knights left themselves susceptible to a comeback because they did not put the game away in the first period on the power play. And the only way you're going to continue to win games, the only way you're going to continue to bank points and do what you need to do down the stretch is to get the power play going again. Well, let's all do something we did not do last week. Root like crazy for the Kraken. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Is that all you got, Mike? That's all I need. All right, fantastic. Thanks for the call, Mike. Um, you, yeah, you're going to have to start rooting for teams here. Um, you know, I, I don't imagine, unfortunately, I don't imagine that there's going to be any type of comeback for the Anaheim Ducks. The Edmonton Oilers up 5-1 to one on Anaheim here. Six and a half minutes left in the third period, so Edmonton looks like they are on their way to another victory. And the Seattle cracking up 1-0 on the Dallas Stars. 628 there in the second period. So if you are a Vegas Golden Knights fan, you are also a Seattle Kraken fan right now. That's just the way that it goes. That is the joy of a late-season playoff race in the NHL. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. So, um... Over the last three games, one of the things that has been great to see is Shea getting rewarded for his work out there. Um, three game-winning goals in a row is no easy feat on any team, really. And three away games to pull that off is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it, it certainly is. Obviously, I, I think that Shea Theodore's offensive game is probably it's probably diminished in the eyes of many because there are defensive situations where Shea Theodore leaves you wanting more. And because he's a defenseman, you're going to clue in on those situations more so uh, than appreciate what he does offensively. But, you know, we're talking about a 40-point blue liner. We're talking about a guy that's got three goals in three games. Um, Shea Theodore's offensive ability for this team has certainly been where it needs to be this year. Yeah, and I think that especially getting uh, Martinez and McNabb both back in who are, you know, more absolutely going to throw their body in front of every single puck and and be those stalwart defensemen that you want out there, that it's letting uh, Shea Theodore activate more and get more offensive and and more of what we had been used to seeing 
in past seasons. Well, I, I don't think it's any coincidence, and, and I think your, your point's well taken, that you're starting to see more offensive um, – uh, more offensive production from Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, right? Like you get McNabb and, and you get Martinez back into the fold and you get White Cloud back into the fold and you take away some of those harder minutes on penalty kills, uh, harder matchups five on five. It allows Petrangelo and Theodore to have a little bit more energy in the tank for what they're trying to do most, which is help this team offensively. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just nice to see him you know, on the scoring sheet again and in, in the thick of it. And also, um, Wild Bill's comment about Marcia So being on his butt was absolutely hilarious. That, that, was, that was great. I left me with a great smile. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. As always, Stephanie, thank you for the call. Uh, you know, for the Golden Knights, this was a big-time road trip. It, it was one that had a little bit of unknown going into it right you, you didn't know because they had lost they had dropped their last seven on the road you just didn't really know what you were going to get out of the vegas golden knights but what you got were three straight victories that's massive massive for the golden knights with 11 games left 22 points left on the table vegas right now with 82 points and depending on how things go with seattle and dallas the golden knights might be in that second wild card spot and the Dallas Stars might have dropped a game that matters. So we'll see what ends up happening for the Vegas Golden Knights as this night wears on. However, this is your post-game show. The Golden Knights have won five in a row, three straight. They're making a final push for the playoffs, as depleted as they are. Give me a call right now. If you've never called before, I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. Are you having fun? That's the only question I want to know right now. Are you having fun as a fan of this franchise where it's been so automatic this team would be in the playoffs? Now that it's, now that it's a stretch, now that you're getting more intense hockey down the, 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 the stretch here in the regular season, are you having fun? 702-876-1340. Give me a call. We're back with the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in overtime. The Golden Knights great in the first period. Kind of a wash in the second period. Vancouver came back in the third period. And then the Golden Knights were able to kind of right the ship there in overtime. Was a little bit hairy. There were some moments that were tense. And... Here's the question. If you are listening to this show right now, I'm speaking directly to you. Give me a call, 702-876-1340, and let me know, are you having fun? As a fan of the Golden Knights, understanding that now you've got 12 game, 11 games after tonight where the intensity's ratcheted up, where the regulation wins and losses and the, and the regular season means something. It matters really honestly, for the first time since the Golden Knights have come into the league. Because more often than not, through the first five years, the Golden Knights, they've had a, they've had a playoff spot locked up for a while. And 
it was jockeying for position. It was whether or not they'd win the, the Pacific Division and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is, this is a team that has rarely had to play playoff hockey in the regular season. So are you having fun? And if you're not, that's okay too. Give me a call. Let me know that it's not fun. It's, it's hard to be a fan in these situations. Though I will say, these are the moments that make everything so much better when you win. These are the moments where it seems like you're not going to find enough wins, when it seems like you might miss out these uneasy moments. Those are the ones that when you finally do it, when you finally win, when you're finally over that hump, it makes it mean something a little bit more. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Awesome. Um, no, this is not fun. I'm taking Jared's road. I preferred the last <laughs> four years where we were shoe-in. We were, we were just wondering where we were going to end up as far as in the playoffs, in the seating. Yeah. You know, just a smooth ride. This is hard on my little heart, you know. I mean, especially after we got tied tonight. Yeah. I don't need that ship. Nope, nope. We can just sail in and I'm good. Well, great stuff. Thank you for the call, Rita. I, I listen, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say that you're you know you're you're wrong in that situation. Like I get it. I believe me. I have been a fan of teams that have not won and have not been around the playoffs, and then I have been a fan of those same teams going on a ridiculous run, and finally doing the thing. Um, to me, it's it's these moments where you really appreciate just how next level, just how important, just how ridiculous it the, what the Golden Knights have done their first four seasons is. It's hard to make the playoffs in the NHL. And I think this year is kind of proving that over and over. Let's head back into the phone lines, bring in Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good now that the game's over. Um, you know, in the, mid- in the middle of it, I'm stressed out, and I'm like, this is horrible. They're not playing well. But once, you know, once they have that game-winning goal in overtime, then you look back, you're like, that was exciting. I love that that happened. I would, I'm like Rita. I would rather it not happen. I've, I've had, like you, I've had teams I've rooted for who have been horrible for years. I'm fine with I'm, 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 I'm so We're spoiled with the nice four years in a row, and now this. Looking back, this may turn out we're going to say, this is great the way we struggle and then we came back, but I would rather not happen. It's just too <laughs> stressful. But I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Having fun, once the goal was scored, I was like, this is great. But during it, it was fun. Yeah, it brings, you, it brings you to the edge, and then it brings you down, and then it brings you right back up when you get that game winner from Shea Theodore. So, uh, yeah, you know what, Joe? Thank you for the call. I, I think you're, you're kind of more in tune with me. Like, you, you have to go through – some hardship you have to have important games down the stretch and you know to be honest i like the fact that these regular game these regular season games mean something so often in the golden knights history regular season games haven't been all that important yes points are important yes you have to make the playoffs but that's never really been in question for the vegas golden knights until right now and i think this is a unique and new situation for a lot of fans that are following this team or have been following following this team since their inception. Let's head back out to the phone lines, get one more call in. It's Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, good, Ryan. <laughs> Happy to talk to you again. Um, I'm not having that much fun, to be honest with you. I just get so frustrated at their power play. Yeah. Um, 
I just, I scream and yell at him. It's so bad. I mean, is this, I'm, I'm curious if this is something that they work on, they talk about, and, and try to improve, because it hasn't been good for quite some time. I mean, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they went on a stretch there where I want to say they'd scored three or four power play goals over a four or five game stretch. So there were moments right where Jack Eichel was seemingly taking control of the power play. Everything was running through yeah. him on the half wall. So that was not too, not too, uh, too, too far out from, from where we're at right now. But uh, it hasn't been consistent enough. And, right. you know, to, to my, to, to the, yeah, they're working on the power play. Of course they're working on the power play. You, you have to believe that they understand that when you have Jack Eichel and you're missing the players that are out of the lineup, you're going to have to find goals somewhere, and it's going to have to come from your power play because that should be, in theory, your best opportunity to score. What I think Absolutely. is happening is teams are, are looking at that as more one-dimensional than, than it, it should be, and once you've kind of showed your hand in, Jack Eichel's going to run this off the half wall. Uh, if you can shut that down, you can really eliminate what the Golden Knights are looking to do. There were opportunities for them to be a little bit unpredictable, and it didn't happen. But they're going to need to get back to that here if they're going to look to score on the power play. Right. And I, I agree with what you said earlier. Is they should have put the game away in that first yeah. period, especially with that four-minute double minor. I mean, yeah. that was it. It was handed to them, and they, oh, man, they just blew it. They just blew it. Yeah, so. now, fortunately, they were able to, to get not just the one point, uh, obviously, but get that second point. So it, it softens the blow a little bit. But if the right. Golden Knights would have dropped this game in regulation or overtime, I'm not looking necessarily at the McNabb turnover or the penalty and the own goal. I'm looking at the fact that they had an opportunity to really put this one away in the first period, and their power play didn't come through. Yeah, I agree, and that's, that's what it um, – that's what it was for me as well. Yeah. So. All right. Great. Thank you for the call, Mike. Make sure you call in again as we have 11 more opportunities, at least in the regular season, to convene here on the Extended Post Game Show and talk about this Golden Knights team. We're back to wrap it up next. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wrapping it up here, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2 in overtime. Shea Theodore, the overtime hero. Vegas 39-28-4, 82 points on the year. And currently in a wild card spot pending the outcome of Seattle and Dallas happening right now. Golden Knights go 3-0 and on this quick three-game road trip. They've got the Vancouver Canucks on Wednesday at home from T-Mobile Arena. And for the Golden Knights, the objective here is simple. 11 games, try to win as many of those games as you possibly can and hope one of the teams in front of you, doesn't, doesn't really matter which one, just any of them, one of them falters at some point in time over the final three and a half weeks of the regular season. That's what it is. That's all you have to know when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights and the final 11 games of the year. Win as many as you can and hope somebody fails. That's what it is. 
That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us, keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. The Golden Knights will take on the Vancouver Canucks Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you Wednesday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.